Cam Sullivan here. I'm recommending The Dentist to What Were They Thinking because it's a very fun yet very uncanny and original horror comedy showing just, again, everyone's worst nightmares and just playing off of that as to what happens if you have someone as your dentist who can't be trusted. This came out the same year as other psycho thrillers like Scream and The Cable Guy and it's just a fun movie and... Stuart Gordon came out with the idea. He just passed away recently, and Brian Yuzna directed and helmed. Producer Perry David later did lots of psycho thrillers for Lifetime Channel, and both this and its sequel uh, premiered on HBO after doing festival runs. So definitely cult movies that need to be rediscovered. You know when I pick a movie That's when I'm under pressure Question always comes back to me What were they thinking now? Whoa. What were they thinking? What were they thinking? Welcome to another episode. What are you... Are you auditioning for Depeche Mode or something? Of what were they thinking? Your own personal critic. Someone. <laughs> <laughs> I am uh, a human being that sometimes refers to themselves as Brendan. And I am a human being named Nathan who often refer- refers to Brendan as Brandon. You sure do. Because uh, it rankles him something fierce. Nathan. Uh. No, <laughs> brilliant! <laughs> way to go! Uh, okay, that's the nice thing about Nathan. There's real no, there's really no way to mispronounce it. Before we get, uh, before we bring Nathan? Bring out, Nathan. <laughs> before we bring out our guest and uh, gonna get into this movie, I do. Uh, it, is it just me or when he said psycho thriller? Did you say in your head Keskasay? Keskasay. It's gonna be a very musical episode. I, I can already tell. Run, 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 <laughs> run away. And I was. He said. Cam, Cam said apparently it did some festivals, so I guess oh, technically shit. a theatrical release. I guess technically you win the day. The Dentist, because that's what we're talking about. 1996 is The Dentist. But here to <sighs> join in on the discussion, uh, you may call him a drill sergeant of sorts. <laughs> Drew okay. from Real Feels Podcast. How are you, Drew? <laughs> I'm all right. A drill sergeant. Yeah. I don't get it. It's a dentist pun. I don't know. You're not in the army, oh. so it doesn't work. <laughs> Jesus, he's really... Man. Oof. Listen. Sorry, Drew. <laughs> Sorry you had to come on for this one. Apparently, Brennan is not at his best today. I, um, I'm i perfectly fine. I've just started the rum and coke, for your information. He's high on Novocaine. <laughs> so that's how you make a dentist joke. Uh, but that's also another dentist movie. Probably a better one. Yeah. But we are talking. Yeah, it about is actually it is because it's got Steve Martin in it. Yeah, mm. Steve Martin plays. A he dentist. is your dentist in that one. He plays a dentist in two movies, which I think is <laughs> crazy. Yeah, but yeah, we're talking about. So Drew, yeah, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining us for the dentist. Ooh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> uh, this is our second listener's choice uh, pick. This is from Cam over at the Jacked Up Review. <laughs> was that a laugh? Oh, I thought that was that a laugh. 
I think he was coughing. Oh, Sorry. I thought like, apologies. this is our second listener's choice pick. And he was like, ah! <laughs> you guys have two listeners? Yeah, right. <laughs> you're, you're doing so well. <laughs> oh, he's trying. <laughs> but yeah, this is our second listener's choice pick uh, from Cam over at the Jacked Up Review Show. And he has given us uh, The Dentist, uh, a, a movie he described as fun, which we'll talk about that as we get into it. Um, this was, though, ri- co-written by Stuart Gordon, which I was kind of surprised by. Yeah, he's one of the three writers. I know, but I mean, like, what what exactly, like, surprised you that um, Stuart Gordon, like, was part of this? Oh, I'll tell you, uh, because it wasn't good. <laughs> well, well, hold on a second. Now, I... I <sighs> I think what you're saying, uh, Brandon, is that... All right, we don't have to do this the whole episode. (laughs) That it it wasn't high caliber in the production. Good is something else that's entirely different. I feel this movie was quite good, but not for the right reasons. I hated every single minute of it. And that's why it's so good. I mean, when you when you look at like the other things that Stuart and Gordon has written, I mean, from like like Honey I Shrunk the Kids and Castle Freak and Body Snatchers. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing: yes, it is incredibly out there. But when you compare it to things, okay, such as Castle Freak and Reanimator, I think it has some connections. But this is definitely out there. I think it's a very original concept for a horror film, especially with the idea that a majority of people are going to be freaked out by the dentist. So I actually this... the, the reason why I say that it's it's good is because I'm a big genre fan as far as horror goes, mm-hmm. and there's there's not a whole lot that I've watched that has made me squirm and Cringe. be almost physically ill. This movie is one of those things that's done it. Oh yeah. When I say I hated every sec, uh, every minute of it, I I don't mean because it was gross. Because it is gross, and we'll obviously we'll talk about how gross it is. But I just didn't care for this film. Yeah. <laughs> but Nathan, why don't you tell us what this movie is about? Uh, well, other than obviously being about a dentist, what? Uh, or the dentist, yeah, the one, um, the just the one and the very first one. It's a period piece. Yes. Uh, <laughs> about the very first dentist. Yeah, you'd think it was, though, with the amount of blood that's in it. Uses chisels and and rocks. (laughs) The period beast. Oh, Um, Jesus, I just got that. Okay, go ahead. um, It's okay, let it it flow. (laughs) Yeah, it's just... (laughs) All right, guys, we got to put a plug in that, and we got to move on. Right, I just got to let it rise to the surface and move on. (laughs) These jokes are are a little heavy. Yeah, they are. Oh, man, it's going to take like a uh, week to recover from, but go ahead, Nathan. Yeah, but I mean, for three <laughs> weeks afterwards, we'll be fine. Um, so, okay, Corbin Burns. Highbrow entertainment, uh, courtesy of what were they thinking? Yeah, right? <laughs> hey, you know, it's it's everyone needs to laugh right now. That's right. Um, so, okay, so Corbin Burnson uh, plays uh, a dentist. Now, this would be, uh, this would, be, would this be after, just after Law & Order had wrapped up? Uh, like his his part on not Law and Order. Order. Sorry, L A Law, L A Law. He oh, was on L A oh, Law. Oh. I think L A Law was um, around till like the earlyish to mid nineties. Okay, so he was on that. Uh, this was obviously. I mean, he's been in other movies. Uh, Major League is far more enjoyable than 
this on a, well, like a legitimate level. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyhow, Gordon Birdson plays a dentist, finds out that his um, his wife is cheating on him with the pool boy. And it's pretty cliched, but it actually sends him right round the bend. Um, it apparently he has uh, some past psychological issues because he's on medication for it but this just gives him this is an absolute stressor for him he loses his mind and um well hilarity ensues no one's teeth will ever be the same no uh and and it it does do that movie thing where it starts with like it starts like at the end of the movie right because he's like let me tell you my story (laughs) yes and i uh, it's funny because considering how low, I guess, low brow, low budget, low everything this kind of movie this is, they do have some high aspirations because the opening credits um, and with the whole him being like a so unassuming and whatnot at the at the very opening is it reminded me a lot of Norman Bates. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, there's some some Hitchcockian things going on there, mostly emphasizing on the Cockian, but I mean, still, <laughs> you could see where they were going there. We did get a, some sweet shadow puppets going on there. Right. <laughs> see, Nathan, we've been doing this show for so long that as soon as you said Hitchcockian, I'm like mm-hmm. waiting for the cock joke. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> waiting for it. Are you? Here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> his, his body is ready. I'm, my body is ready for the cock. Right. Yeah. But yeah, no, it, it, yeah, he the, he is making some sweet uh shadow puppets and I guess it starts really on him and his wife, right? Who looks to be about 20 years younger. And he he actually does uh he he at one point he asks uh during this whole opening thing is that how did I get here? And I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> a psycho killer asking, "How did I get here?" Letting the days go by. What a- if he had burned down a house? If he had burned down a house. I would have been like, "This whole movie is just a big love letter to the Talking Heads." <laughs> I was hoping. I, it just reminded me of like a lot less grosser gross movies, like not even horror movies, where someone would just at the beginning of the movie be like, "Hey." I'm Bob, and you're probably wondering how I got here. Well, <laughs> it's a long story. <laughs> and like, Just have him, like, when he's tied up, you know, at the end, and screaming, screaming, screaming. And then he stops, looks at the camera. <laughs> you're probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> Let me tell you my story. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that's how the Ferris Bueller sequel is going to start. <laughs> <laughs> they should have done a full American Beauty where it's like, yeah, I died today. Let me tell you what happened leading up to that. <laughs> oh, that movie plays differently nowadays. Anyway. <laughs> um, it played so well then, I mean. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a good movie, but it definitely is ages weirdly. So, <laughs> yeah. um, I think it's more can- of a lateral move. <laughs> Can I can I just say I don't know if you guys felt the same way, but did you ex- did you think the pool boy was kind of ugly as far as pool boys go? I mean, uh, he was I, he was definitely grungier than I was expecting like a pool boy to be. Mm. And I mean, I'm just I'm wondering exactly what happened to that filter. Like, who ate Taco oh Bell and shit all up in that filter? <laughs> that, well, that sludge filter. Oh, oof. yeah, that leads to the first Ugh. real gross out moment for me. A couple of them. Yeah. (laughs) 
I, I did enjoy the uh, like watching it um, where he's yelling uh, about his wife and the wife's yelling about their problems and I'm just like, oh my god, this this movie is gonna be nothing but one percent problems, isn't it? That's all it's gonna be. <laughs> well, in my opinion, where are my diamond cufflinks? I cannot wear my diamond cufflinks with this shirt and with I, a stain that you can't even see. You can't like right. See it. No. You barely can see it. Although I grew up with my brother, who was exactly that way. <laughs> Killed if there people. Was... Yeah, exactly. No, and he was a dentist. <laughs> no, if he if he had like a stain on the underside of a shirt, at like the bottom of the shirt, he'd be all like, "I can't wear this. No, I, I can't go to school today. I can't go to school. I don't have anything to wear." And I'm like, "Are you, are you shitting me right Just now?" Just in case he got like a full body cavity check. <laughs> something he, he was just so particular about his clothes but I mean the level to like how anal this guy is about his clothing where he's like you see the stain oh I'm sorry honey I guess I missed it everything's going wrong here <laughs> yeah, Jesus. That's, his, that's his that's his first like point where he's like this whole house is fucked <laughs> it's and like, that's the thing. I think. Everything's crazy. We're gonna fishbowl film the entire thing from now on. <laughs> that's the thing I think right away is that um, in most movies like this, where you're following, like, I mean, the villain of the film. Let's be real. Um, you should empathize a little tiny bit that his wife is cheating on him, and I didn't give uh-huh. a sweet fuck. No, because I mean, they're they're. Pay, their place is palatial. Mm-hmm. All right, he is a successful dentist, and from my understanding, she was a dentist as well, or something. Because I mean, it, it doesn't really imply that she worked like works. No, currently she, she at doesn't. All. She doesn't now, but she used to. Because there's a line in the movie later when he says, "You remember our first practice?" Yeah, oh. it's a very traditional. Hmm. Oh, I'm rich now, so you don't have to work, babe. Yeah, yeah. So, so either either she was a dentist, or maybe she was a dental assistant at, at an oh, old at an older practice. That's a possibility too. She, but I mean, that was I mean that was that was nineties uh, upscale suburban life in a nutshell. It was nothing but infidelity and ecto coolers. So see, I just assumed he met her when she was a student because she looked so much younger than him. Well, that's again also a possibility because they we do find out that he w- that he's a teacher as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, is he ever? Yeah. We're getting to that yeah. later. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Yeah. I want a second opinion. <laughs> every time, every time I see him in this movie, though, I it, there's times where I was just I was snapped into psych because that's what I'm most familiar with Corbin Burnson from is Sean's dad from Psych. So to see him in this role is very off-putting. <laughs> hmm. All I could think of from Corbin Burnson, and this is weird and a deep pull, but I remember there was an episode of Saturday Night Live he hosted in the 80s, and mm-hmm. there was a weird sketch he did where he brings a girl into his apartment, and his apartment is just full of like pictures of himself, and like he plays a tape, and it's just like him singing hit songs, and he's just supposed <laughs> to be like super full of himself, and that's all I could think of. So that, that I mean, that kind of fit. <laughs> Yes, and I also found it really interesting to find, to, to see him in this light uh, as well because not only was it off-putting for his character uh, on Psych, but it also let us know that there's a possibility that maybe that this is actually like his, Sean's 
uncle that looks a lot like his dad, but is also related to Monk because he's got a lot of OCD issues going on. Hmm. Wow, you're you're creating a whole just universe. tying those uh, yeah I'm just tying in those USA uh, you know network mid 2000 detective quirky shows. <laughs> well, you know what characters the quirkiverse are, I think ca- I'm going to call it. Ca- characters are welcome here, Nathan. Yeah, well if that yes, and it, it will have not only the people from Psych, uh, but also Monk and Burn Notice. Oh shit, Burn <laughs> Notice, the show that I've seen advertised so many times, but still couldn't tell you what it's about. Um, oh, it's about a spy. Mm-hmm. It's about an officer. And, uh, it's about Officer George Byrne and Pamela Notice. <laughs> I could tell you all about uh, Byrne Notice. I think I watched like the first five seasons of it. Never did get around to finishing. But anyway, the, the dentist. dentist. <laughs> the, yeah. well, early. That's a record for us getting that off track. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the USA Network really was to blame there because we had got to talk about Monk and Psych and Burn Notice. But basically, um, he's a prick, and we learned that pretty early on. Um, and he see he sees his wife like uh, messing with the pool boy, and this is my first uh, gross moment. Because oh God! He was just covered in that like shit, essentially, or sewage, or whatever. From well, he said it's the bilge pump, so it's like it is. It could legitimately be. It could be animal feces. Yep. Yeah, whatever's being collected, yeah. And yeah. and she sucks his finger. Uh, because the scene where he comes out and he's like, I want this done, you know, tomorrow. Oh, no, man, it's going to be next week. I said tomorrow. Yeah, okay. Lights the cigarette. Like I said, tomorrow. And then he just, like, it's that moment where, like, he wipes it all down his pants. And it's not even like, oh, look, it's a few streaks. It's like, it's almost like perfect finger painting you know, give it to mom on Mother's Day handprints. See, that was smearing yeah. down his pants. Like, it's just full on gunk. And it's the same gunk that, like, he notices on her. And he's all like, honey, you have nothing underneath this robe. Well, I was going to take a shower. And it's not like immediate suspicion of infidelity. He's no. all like, well, you need to be careful. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's like, you don't know what those pool boys will do. Here's the, here's here's a good idea. You're rich as fuck, clearly from your house. Hire a non skeezy person to work on your house. Right. Like it's not I, that I'm not, hard. You're, yeah, I mean, you yeah, you could do that, or we could have a movie. <laughs> I do, but I don't <laughs> want a movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this movie right. and and the the amount of um, I guess. Obscured sex in this movie is on par with the obscured sex from Skyscraper, <laughs> <laughs> and not and not the one with uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, ladies. And right, not not the one with the Rock Dwayne Johnson. Um, I I did think at first. So when they're when they're, you know, when his wife is fucking the pool boy, or actually she's not fucking the pool boy, she's sucking the pool oh, boy. Full on blowy, yep. Um, I thought this was like already we were getting into the violence because he grabs her head and like shoves it onto this dick and he's like, show up your teeth, honey, bite she, She's got a perfect bite. <laughs> this is my wife. And I, I mean, he, and it's it's full like American Psycho, mm-hmm. you know, going on. But oh my God, yeah. It, I mean, it's just, it's insane to like have him walk back out, pulling out his uh, 007, you know, PPK. And it's 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 also... It's it's weird too because, like you said earlier, Brennan, it takes a lot of 
um, any any sympathy that we're supposed to have for this guy is is just spent almost immediately. Yeah. Uh, with not only his the behavior towards his wife, but with how he fantasizes uh, about killing not only her but her the guy she's cheating on him with. Yeah, like I'm not saying he has to be like a you know uh, oh shucks guy the whole time, but like they they give us nothing to feel mm. f- for him at all. Um, and if if the fantasy that he has here had just been him going out and pistol whipping the guy, you know, then you still have some of it. Yeah. But because of the way he treats her and then, you know, pulls the gun on the guy and sticks it, it's like, you know, no, he's, he's, um, yeah, we're, we're well past the, uh, I feel bad for this guy stage. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. like, blow that mm-hmm. pool boy, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, enter Mark Ruffalo. Oh, with oh, the greatest sweater tied around his neck. I was blown away that he was in this <laughs> film. <laughs> we all got to start somewhere, guys. I I forgot he was there. On Tubi, he gets like second billing. Uh, yeah, and I'm That's assuming. crazy. I'm assuming it's just because he's Mark Ruffalo. Yes, because well, he's Mark Ruffalo now. Now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now he's Mark Ruffalo. But I will say that he had more to do in this than I thought he was going to. He, I thought he was yes, he definitely did there for like a second. But he's basically at the dentist's office uh, trying to get his patient, April Rain. His, his client. His, his client, sorry. Client. Yeah. His patient. What did you say, Drew? She's, she looks like Marilyn Monroe. Oh, yeah, said, she's a... I thought you said Marijuana Rose. No. Look. <laughs> April Rain. Is that her real name? Is that her Christian name? <laughs> but he, yeah, he's basically like, because the dentist is not there yet because he's fucking fantasizing about choking his wife and killing the pool boy. Yes. So you've got April Rain all uh, as cl- uh, manager, Mark Ruffalo, all upset. You've got this uh, young, innocent girl um, with braces who is probably the most genuinely decent person in the movie. She is the... Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's the one I feel the worst for in this whole mess. Aside from right. some of the staff, who I think are are um, good good people, just really dumb. Um, I, I yeah. love I love Jan Hogue, who plays Candy, the office manager, who is quite possibly the most oblivious and like probably most sincere lady that you can just like fall in love with. <laughs> so like, okay, you're you're up next, and uh, Doctor. Doctor, okay, I'm taking my lunch now. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happens in this office without me knowing about I, it. I love that so much. Um, <laughs> this, so, and then, and then, when we go back to uh, the dentist, Corbin Burnson, he's talking to like his neighbor, right? And he's like, he's like one of those creepy dentists that, like, when she opens her mouth to talk, he's like, mm, looking at those molars there. Looks like you need to come in for a checkup. Well, no, because that's, I guess, this is, I mean, the the. Because this at this point he's found out that the he knows the that the, the his wife's cheating on him. Well, the right. pool boy's fucking her too, right? Yeah, he, fo- he followed him over there, thinking like, "All right, I'm gonna get him alone. I can kill him." Yeah. And then he soon mm-hmm. realizes like he's just making his rounds to all the housewives. <laughs> this, yeah, and this pool boy is getting it done. Yeah, <laughs> and the, uh, all this is the is the kind of the stressor that just sends old Corbin Burnson uh, over the edge. Um, uh, not in your house or fully loaded. 
wrestling reference got it in there. Um, he, uh, it's it's because of that that he starts acting like this, and he, it's it's kind of like I'm gonna really trek out here, but it's like Nomad. Uh, he is a it's a robot that is eliminating uh mm-hmm. perfect imperfections uh in the universe, uh and he's gone so space mad that um everything isn't perfect so everything must be eliminated um then we see that happen here uh when he starts seeing everybody's teeth as rotten and disgusting as so <laughs> many Dutch <laughs> angles <laughs> is the line is the the note I have here uh. yeah I've got that too yep. <laughs> Um, so he ends up shooting this girl's dog. Oh my Hashtag God. dog murder. Yeah, which I wrote down, like, I also wrote, how did she not hear that? Well, I mean, maybe <laughs> She they're... was too busy getting plowed by the pool boy. Right. I mean, maybe they're getting it on way too loud. I want to know where the dog was when the pool boy went back in there. And, you know, it wasn't even loose at that point. So why is it why is it magically getting loose now? Well, you know what they say, Drew? Dogs can just, they can sense evil. Well, didn't, I, I thought he, I thought Corbin Burnson, like he was, he was, I don't know, wasn't he pounding on like the, the fence post? Or, no, he was kicking it to try to shoo the dog away and it knocked the, it well, knocked yeah, the door but I mean, loose. Like, but the dog even came out before that because he had kind of fell down and like leaned back up against the fence post, uh, the gate, because mm-hmm. he had seen that the pool boy was now going to be, you know, screwing the neighbor as well. And he's all like, "Oh, this is worse than I thought." <laughs> now, now it's like it's it's going to be spread around. And so the the dog then comes up to the fence post and starts barking at him. That's what scares him. And then he kicks it to you know shoo it away. And that's what delatches the gate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, then he ends up uh, uh, shooting, shooting the dog the in dog. the neck. Who's <laughs> defending? Which you shot it through the neck, and yet it still goes. <laughs> yeah, you don't even really like see anything. It's just like an off-camera thing, right? Um, but by, by the way, the transition after this, I lo- I like laugh for like a solid minute because it transitions to someone saying "Welcome to Heaven" to April Rain, oh, and I was like, "Holy shit! Yeah. Is that the dog reincarnated?" <laughs> <laughs> the greatest twist ever. Now we know you've been a good boy, so it's okay. <laughs> oh my god! It, his dentist's office has a lot of weird, like themed rooms. It's, yes, because yeah. his idea was that it was it's supposed to calm the patient, and and it's all they're making it interactive, interactive medicine, as he called it. It's much like <laughs> if you go down you know near uh the like san luis obispo in california there's a place called the madonna inn oh, and they shit. have a bunch of plug there they have a bunch of uh like thematic uh, rooms that you can rent out and this is kind of like what it reminded me of where it's like let's go to the jungle room oh is this the honeymoon suite oh is this yeah. the excalibur <laughs> <laughs> so i mean they have he has the that 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 heaven room uh, there is the rainforest room where Billy is, and Billy does not give a shit about the decor or anything that Corbin Burnson's telling him about interactive dentistry and calming the patients and all that. And he's just some kid who's gonna get his, you know, uh, his teeth done for the first time because it's supposed to be his first trip to the dentist, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and and hmm. and Corbin does a terrible job on his teeth. Oh, yeah. All he's supposed <laughs> to be doing is he told me he's like, all I'm gonna do is just check them. That's all I'm yeah. doing. And the kid is wearing a lay. How would that not like be getting in the way if you're trying to like, you know, accurately? He's married check out to the, the theme, team. man. Married to the I, theme I of the get room. It's married to the theme. I mean, 
Did I'm you so, notice I'm, that I'm surprised his these assistant wearing coconut bras? Well, no, the assistants had she chat she changed to a shirts. shirt. Yeah, for any like when she and then when she went to the room, the heaven room, she put on like uh, it's like, a, like choir. A, a choir gown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, she's like you know this dentist job wouldn't be so bad if it wasn't for the frequent fucking costume changes. <laughs> That's why he's in debt, <laughs> right? <laughs> All the costumes you can't write these off as dental expenses. Oh yes, because we we have failed to mention that he is is in hot to the uh, the IRS with the IRS run by Silberman from Terminator. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's he's the it's a perfect role because he's charming and you like him, but he's annoying as hell. <laughs> yeah. So this kid, um, we should, yeah, he does a terrible job on the kid and and fucking. Drill like not drills, but like cuts into his gums. So the mother well, he is stabs like, him with like that like the the plaque scraper. Yeah, the mother's yeah. like, yeah. "Peace, we're out of here." And the de- and because dentist- he's starting to like, he's going crazy thinking about his wife. He's all like, "That whore, I, she'll she'll take everything." What was that, doctor? Nothing. <laughs> everything is totally normal. <laughs> and this is and and this is where we first start to see where he's gonna he's gonna try his hardest. To um, you know, to to deflect and to blame other folks, and uh, you know, not take any sort of accountability for his actions, despite how absolutely a much of a lunatic that he is. So what I'm saying is that he probably ran for president later. <laughs> he moved. Zing. The kids move. He's got to learn not to move. We can't have children as patients anymore. That kid is, he is spoiled. Also, spoiled. also I'm going to say we can't have children as patients. You just lost a ton of money, bud. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he quickly moves on to his next patient, who is April Rain. And she mentioned something that I thought was kind of creepy about Mark Ruffalo's character. Oh no! Before he before that happens, doesn't he take like a handful of pills too? Oh, he takes some. De- he like pills, rushes yeah. to yeah. He rushes to his office, pulls open a drawer, which not only has like the pills that he's gonna be taking, but like four other containers, yeah, like of medication. Slams him down. His nurse comes in. He's choking on the pills. She thinks he just. Was he misswallowed one? She didn't realize that he took like a handful of them, and then he calls his wife, and they have like the best true love forever phone call conversation. <laughs> I love how in movies like this, they just like they the standard for like someone showing someone in distress is them taking a handful of pills. They would be fucking dead. Well, depending on what it is, but for the most part, yeah, you're probably right. Like a handful <laughs> of pills. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, he tells his wife that their their anniversary or whatever is coming up, right? Yep. And then she's like, "Here, we're weirded out. Are you having an episode? Remember, take your pill." <laughs> and then he goes back to, like you said, he goes back to the room where April April Rains is, and sounds like a wrestler. And this is well, or a, you know, or a porn <laughs> actress. I mean, um, same thing. Well. <laughs> Um, I did, I was like, at this point, I was like, oh, this movie's going to lean super hard into the misogyny, aren't they? <laughs> well, not worse than that at this point, because, well, first of all, she says, uh, she talks about Mark Ruffalo as her agent, and she's like, hmm, she says, like, uh, the only part, the only part of me that he hasn't totally redone is my teeth. Right, so he's apparently putting a lot of money into her, which yeah. I'm sure he's also having to, like, test the goods 
Um, which you know, sets all kinds of questions into motion when he you, you see that conversation he has later with the girl getting her oh braces off. Oh my god. This is this was my this was my my kind of point that I was making where I swear to god he's like scouting her for a porno because her immediate first line is like no, I don't know. I mean, I don't really know what I'm doing. Oh, it's okay. Everyone has a first time. And I'm thinking this is like shot for shot a Pornhub script. This that is the best was- part. He's married. Uh, at one point in the movie, uh, he—I don't know—he's pointing his hand or he's talking. He's and uh, he's very animated with his hand gestures. And there's a wedding ring clearly on his uh, on his hand. Yeah, I'm so, wondering. I'm just wondering the uh, the older guy who is like opposite him in a chair. And I'm thinking, how are you not speaking up when this is clearly like to catch a predator? What are you doing sitting there quietly? And th- this movie is like if if uh, if Fellini and Hitchcock had a kid with severe developmental delays and they let him make a movie. <laughs> because the the people in the lobby are just the most, oh, they're just the, the oddest sections of a society, but, you know, doing their best to fit in. I was just going to say they also didn't pass along any knowledge about how to make a movie to this. Uh, right. To this that, that as well. Yes. <laughs> I'm. I've come to the conclusion that, like, whenever you're in a waiting room for a doctor's office, it's much like that of, like, going up in an elevator that's maybe a little bit too crowded. You don't want to make eye contact. You don't want to talk to anybody. And if you, you, sh- and if you farted, music. if you farted, you pay really attention to your magazine and do not look up. <laughs> <laughs> or you own that shit, Drew. <laughs> That's right. I did it. Do something. What? Yeah. What? what are you going to do? Leave? <laughs> well, his 830 did leave because he wasn't there yet. I love how he immediately like starts to like give crap to the one nurse who said, like, watch, this will all be my fault somehow. Oh, doctor, I didn't see that you would come in. I've been here for two hours. <laughs> no, you well, haven't. No. What? Yeah, he he said he told her he was he was lying down in his office because well, well, he wasn't he told, feeling well. Yeah, he told Candy that he told the office manager that he had a migraine and he'd been lying down. And I'm thinking, yeah. does no one go and check his office? <laughs> no one tells each other anything, <laughs> anything. in this movie. Um, we cut when when this April rain scene is happening. We also cut back to like I was confused at first because I was like, was there a murder? Because there's a big crime investigation scene. And I was like, oh, right, the dog. <laughs> the dog, yeah. which requires two detectives. Detective Sunshine. And a pl- and, oh, my God, uh, Detective Sunshine. Detective Sunshine and not Keith David. Oh, no, that's uh, he was in the original Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Yes, he was. Yeah. I, I found that out later. I was like, "That's really interesting." Still not Keith David. He's also the guy. <laughs> he's also the guy in uh, the Devil's Rejects who tells his friend not to fuck these chickens. Yeah. <laughs> so what you're saying is he's had a fantastic career. I love Ken Foray. I will say he doesn't get much to do in this, but he's great. <laughs> um. But yeah. So. There's that going on at the same time, and they're like, "Do you think it's that robber that's going around town?" We don't get anything else on that, by the way. Yeah, the nothing comes, nothing else comes out of it. No. <laughs> um, back to, of course, like you said, Mark Ruffalo uh, being weird with uh, the girl with the braces, making her twirl. Um, <laughs> but and then and then and then, oh my god, yeah. So we go in the room with the dentist and April Rain, and as he's like about to perform <laughs> surgery on her, he sees her as his wife and starts like mm-hmm. groping her while she's under 
and touch and like kissing her and yeah she did this was disturbing you know the golden girls did an episode about that sort of thing but it was so much more fun to watch <laughs> just just slightly she she uh you know now dance Wowie, yeah. wow, wow, wow. Yes! And he she shot, <laughs> shot him with the water squirter. <laughs> oh, thank you, Drew. Thank you so, so much. I, I love Golden Girls. Anytime. I don't, don't blame you. Well, this scene is, is gross. <laughs> it's well, it's you know, uncomfortable. He, and he starts he starts sticking his finger in her mouth. Oh, and he's God. got he's got the rubber gloves on. So I was like, well, at least he's got more protection than the pool guy did. Because Ooh. all he had was a bilge covered finger. Oh. <clears throat> and at this point I'm like, what's with the finger in the mouth thing? <laughs> don't mm. like it. I don't like it. You um, know he was half a second from like immediately unzipping himself. Oh yeah. This is like the second movie in so many weeks that we've had that. Uh, finger in the mouth thing. Oh, was it in fucking skyscraper <laughs> too? No, uh, whatever it takes. Oh yeah, remember the the kiss goodnight? Yeah, yeah, I don't get it. Um, <laughs> but after he comes to, oh, I get it. I just think it's disgusting. Oh, it's gross. Yeah, but after he comes <laughs> to and realizes, like, oh, this is not my wife. This is the patient that's in my. This uh, is not my beautiful wife. I yeah, should stop this is not my her. beautiful house. <laughs> How did I get here? <laughs> Letting the days go by. Water flowing underground into the blue again. After the money's gone. Once in a lifetime. But I'm sorry. I'm Are you sorry. good? I'm good. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry okay. uh, Just send, send, you know, David Byrne. But, but Mark Ruffalo comes charging over and is like, the fuck just <laughs> happened? And he's like, oh, nothing. Um, here are her shoes, because that's not weird. She had a bad effect from the nitrous oxide, and uh, her shoes, we just wanted to make her more comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, please don't check to see if she has underwear on. Right. <laughs> or, or the pantyhose that, he came, that she came in with. Well, yeah. Luckily, he, ditch, he ditches the pantyhose yeah, no, behind the counter. No, he leaves them on the floor, though. Well, no, no, well, as he goes back in to pick up the shoes, as soon as he picks up the shoes, he, di- he ditches the pantyhose behind the counter, yeah. Which I don't understand. I don't know why he's wearing a lab coat. Why didn't you just stick him in the pocket? That's what well, I mean. Like, well, that's you, later. <laughs> you have other people that are that work at this facility. You don't think anyone's going to see that and be like, hmm, that's weird. <laughs> um, this is when uh, Silberman comes in and he's all like blackmailing. He's basically blackmailing um, this guy. <laughs> yes. Apparently, you you can get help. You can get help with your tax bills by trading dentistry. Which I gotta say, like he says something about like oh, I don't know about those write offs you got. The dentist character doesn't strike me as someone who would make that mistake. Like he also right, doesn't well, strike me as the kind of guy who is. Uh, I mean, he's he's odd. He's definitely mentally unstable and sketchy. I don't feel he's the kind of skeeviness though who would be like, I'm gonna cheat on my taxes too. Yeah, <laughs> he said he said that everything. And this is the beginning when you know he was called at the house. He said that everything goes through his business partner. So now yeah. either this is a real business partner who's like screwing him over, or this is some split personality that maybe even the doc doesn't know about. <laughs> it's exactly it's, guys. I figured it out. It's the pool boy. <laughs> but luckily uh, before he can even perform any kind of dental work on uh on our old pal silberman uh mark ruffalo comes back and just knocks his fucking block off 
You pervert. Well, this is and and there's also uh, he does it uh, while there's a whole lobby full of other patients, uh, including what looked to be a, a knockoff Annie Lennox. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, when the when the rest of the staff like you know like they're helping him up and they're like. Oh, doctor, doctor, we'll call the police. He's like, no, 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 it's all right, it's all right. If this is not the biggest admission of guilt that yeah. you can find. Well, his uh, the, his low-rent Andy McDowell assistant, is uh, she's kind of on to him because she finds the pantyhose, doesn't she? Right, she does. She's she actually, does find it. So she she did, uh, yes, Andy McDowell, 100%, but she also, like, I, I was like, I've seen her in something before, and she was uh, Matthew Broderick's uh, wife in that great movie, uh, Election, that I really like. Okay. Have you guys seen Election? I have not. No. Oh, you guys should see Election. It's great. Okay. But she plays his wife. So that's what I've seen her in before, so I was like, oh, an actor I recognize that's not, like, one of the obvious ones. That's cool. <laughs> Um, cause I was like, well, she's, she seems like she's like doing some decent acting here. She's definitely in something else. That's better. <laughs> she is, she is trying uh, her darndest yeah. to pull it together. <laughs> <laughs> but because of this, um, because of this violent action, poor braces girl gets postponed again. She just wants to get yeah. her damn braces taken out. Mm-hmm. She really, she really does. <laughs> But Nathan, this is this next scene you texted me about as it was happening. Uh, how did you describe this date scene? This is like uh, the reverse continental. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because first of all, his wife shows up for their anniversary in her traditional uh, morning colors of black uh, for their anniversary, yeah. uh, and he wants to show her his new themed room, which is all about you know opera and, and classical music. Uh, so. He he brings her in and he's showing her all the stuff and we're seeing all of it from his point of view. Now, if anybody's familiar with The Continental, the fantastic recurring Christopher Walken sketch from Saturday Night Live, we always get the point of view of uh, the assault E, um, whereas this time it's all the assaulter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hmm. We are Corbin Burnson. Yes, we are. <laughs> much like, uh, much like in the Ernest movies, where we are, uh, we are Vern. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, so he basically, yeah, this this lovely romantic anniversary date soon takes a turn because it's yeah. t- it's time for some oral surgery and also for some vomit to leave my body. <laughs> <laughs> because he just starts yanking her teeth out. Yeah, you you only see one, and he's he's careful enough to not strangle her completely, but also not give her too much nitrous oxide where she's not passed out, and she can feel all of this. Well, and let me tell you guys something. I tried to get Mariah to watch this scene, but man, it was like it was like pulling teeth. Ha <laughs> <laughs> That's your one. Thanks. <laughs> uh, Patty ducked this movie entirely. I don't. She had to go. She had to go do some stuff, and then when she got home, uh, we were. I think there was maybe about what twenty minutes left, and all the like the gnarly dentistry stuff had already happened, and I was just kind of telling her what it was about, and she was like, "She's like, nope, 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 nope. nope, You can stop talking about it now. I'm glad I missed it." Bass. Oh, Mariah could hear the drilling sound from the other room, and she was like, "Can you turn that down?" <laughs> oh yeah, uh, best part. Uh, uh, Patty actually has has dentures, mm-hmm. so she doesn't have teeth. 
Um, so this really took her back to um, when a lot of those teeth were were uh, extracted. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this movie's gross. The, the, the drilling noises and everything. <laughs> I mean, after, after it was all done, like I mean, he's. I love the the contemplating of staring out the the window at night. He's like, "You're right. I don't use that pool often enough. Maybe we can do it <laughs> together." And she, you can see her from the shadows, like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, he's pulled every single one of her teeth out." Which I was shocked. I thought he was just going to straight up kill her. Oh yeah, I thought he. Yeah, I thought he was going to murder. Like, obviously, make her suffer first. Yeah, and then just straight up murder her. But no, now he's like he's. You know, ripped out every tooth that we find out later because he he plants her in the backyard after <laughs> oh my drugging, god yes after drugging the baby food and feeding it to her. Which I'll tell you right now, slightly jumping ahead to the detective coming through the house. Oh. What detective like immediately like fingers the baby food and tastes it and like <laughs> mm, what is this? Oh, it's <laughs> what? why? I'm sorry, but. Fingers the it's baby like cocaine, food. you gotta test it. Fingers the baby food might be grosser than anything in this movie. <laughs> also, doesn't isn't this this is the scene where the detectives show up because yeah, like you said, he set up he set up his wife like in the backyard with like a hat over her face. Right, like she's you know, she's been sunbathing. This is when the this is when the uh the pool boy shows up. Mm-hmm. And I did notice that uh, the funny thing in this movie is that there are some people who get excruciating deaths, and then there are other people who get kind of sort of respectful deaths. Well, I just want to mention before that, um, the line that got me is when the uh, not Keith David says, a dentist is like a cop, a necessary evil. A necessary evil. Yes. I'll, like, uh, I'll ask my wife when she wakes up. Poor thing is still in bed. Oh, lucky her. I'm up when the sun, I'm I'm wide awake when the sun hits my eyes. I'm like, who cares? Why are you making small talk? And then he's lying to the guy. He's like, there's been a string of robberies in the neighborhood. And you're thinking, no, no, you're clearly investigating who shot a dog. Just be honest. No, no, they're, they because they they do mention that. Remember, Detective Sunshine is like, it's like, oh, does it, it could be that uh, that burglar that's been going around? Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, I couldn't stop laughing as soon as they introduced him as he's like, this is Detective Sunshine. And I'm thinking, no, no, <laughs> I'm Detective not. Lollipops uh, in the car is Detective Rainbows. <laughs> Everything is wonderful when we're together. I mean, there's a lot in this movie that I that I might like squint my eyes at and question. I think this might be one of the ultimate things. And like, why would you leave this in? It's not even funny. It's almost like insulting to hear like this is Detective Sunshine and I'm thinking, fuck off. No, you're not. <laughs> That's not your name. That's not your name. Maybe he lost a cop bet, and the 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 wager was you get to have you have to be introduced by a silly name all day today, guys. It'll all make sense when we watch the dentist too. Brace. I'm face. ready. What is it? Brace yourself. No, it's brace yourself. God damn it! <laughs> Night. It came out. Well, two year, the- it came out two years later. He wouldn't be a dent. He'd be an orthodontist then. Well, but well, I mean. They do both. <laughs> um, I do have to question why Corbin Burnson went to the trouble of throwing his wife's tongue in the pool. <laughs> so the pool boy would find it and he would but, like, be distracted. Yeah, he, had to, he, had, he had to bet on the pool boy scooping up right where the tongue is, <laughs> finding well, it, reacting to it, and then going over to see his wife. I'm just saying it's a lot of planning based on coincidence. Yeah, I mean, I think when the pool boy knows for a fact that 
the husband is there that he he has to be working. So, I mean, obviously, if he's in the house and he sees like cops and whatnot, then at that point, he's like, okay, I should probably I should probably do my job. Do what they pay me for. Yeah, I do have to to question um, because Corbett Burson just keeps slashing at his throat um, and he just kind of stumbles backwards each time. I think he would fall from the first one. Well, oh, yeah, not, yeah, not from, like, it's doctor. <laughs> Just slash, <laughs> slash, and then finally stab, and then he drops it in the pool. And I'm like, you're going to have to get this later. You realize this now. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, He's so disconcerting with, like, you know, getting rid of the bodies. Oh, he is, he's the least inconspicuous murderer. Right. I mean, even even with not even getting rid of the wife's body, obviously, again, keeping her alive and keeping her suffering, but just ties her up in the, you know, upper bedroom, yeah. leaves yeah. her out as she is constantly reaching out again. <laughs> They'll never look for you at my home. <laughs> oh, my God. Is this blood outside my house where I clearly walked to my car? Uh, I should probably leave it there. But that's it. He's delusional. He's not a criminal mastermind. He's snapped. Well, yeah. and, and and so he he can't he can't he can he can fathom people looking for him, but he can't fathom people looking too deeply. He uh, he does go back to his office, and uh, the neighbor woman is over there. Comes over, and he starts shaving her teeth down to nothing, which is another oh. scene where I almost got. Uh, mm. Oh my god, that's probably the most cringiest part of the movie for yeah. me is when he's Same. just going at it and it's all because she starts talking about the pool boy and about yeah. how like mm, he's good he really does skim it off the top oh and when he plunges in i mean like the more that she's remembering and you know going at it he's just like oh my god i mean like you could i could feel it i could feel it that's probably the worst part of the movie for me and then just like i don't care how numb you are he is wrecking your mouth. Yep. And then, and then finally, she's just told, you should go home. Yeah, well, yeah let's, that's, let's forget. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like uh, Bobo Andy McDowell tells her, like, yeah, you should get out of here. Ugh. And then she confronts the dentist because she's like, look what I found on your floor. Fucking pantyhose. Yeah, you just did some dental work, eh? And the dentist... Well, he was drilling something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the dentist straight up murders her. Uh, just chokes her the <laughs> with, fuck out with the weird reverse garroting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love that she was going for the needle though. She was gonna stick him with the. <laughs> yeah, that, which tells me she didn't want it nearly bad enough. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh my! Well, God. she got a hold of the needle. I mean, she tried to stab him in, in the in the face and the head, and he, he kind of blocked it. But she didn't think to like you know start stabbing down in his legs to the very least uh, startle him to make him loosen his grip so she could get away. She didn't want it bad enough. <laughs> what I'm saying is, low rent Annie McDowell uh, was in a dark, dark place uh, and just couldn't get the job done on her own because she I don't know she didn't want to leave a note or something. So she figured this is the perfect opportunity. I will confront him. He will kill me, uh, and then I can say, hey, I, at least I didn't commit suicide. Wow. That's my theory. Harsh take against uh, fucking Matthew Broderick's wife from election. There you go. Um, so Silberman shows back up at this point, and he's still an asshole. 
And he, uh, <laughs> poor, poor old Braceface. He's like, listen, I know your appointment's next, but here's some money. Fuck off. I'm going in. And she's like, <laughs> she's such a kind soul that she's like, I can't take this. And he's like, next time, take the money, kid. I didn't understand, yeah. like, why she, I mean, like, I guess maybe because she's just an innocent kid, but it's like, T- take some cash. Why? I mean, why wouldn't you do that? How? I, but, yeah. I, I do want to ask real quick because this will come up later when we start reading reviews. So I just want to nip this in the bud right now. <laughs> how old do you think she is? Like fourteen? Like how old is the character? Like yeah. Um, I'd say somewhere. W- I'd say somewhere around maybe sixteen. I was yeah. I was gonna say I was gonna say sixteen because my my oldest one is actually uh, getting ready to have her braces taken off, and she'll be sixteen in. Uh, September, so. Okay, cool. So keep that in mind. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, uh, Silverman gets in there and he's like, I want you to, what does he want? Like, it was like laser implants or some shit. He no, okay. wanted, he pulled something out and he's like, let's just put these on. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, there's that. There's also the fact that we find out that, uh, he's, um, I guess he's also kind of a racist and a homophobe as well. Oh, what is oh, so yeah. No- when he when he sees the pantyhose, he's like, "Oh, it's okay. You haven't come out yet." Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so not only not only is he a crooked yeah not only is he a a, a crooked uh, a government employee, but he's also a racist and a homophobe. And just keeps talking about his wife. He's like, "Ah, oh, that she's a hot piece of ass, isn't she?" I mean, <laughs> Doc. He keeps calling. Call, he keeps calling him Doc. That's it's so weird. <laughs> Whatever you say, Doc. He says the line. Shiksa broads really know how to do the deed, don't they, Doc? Oh my God. Which which implies that you know uh, that he's he's Jewish and so is the doctor. Yeah. And uh, so yeah yeah because yeah. he says the wife's what's his wife's name like Abby or something like that. The do- the dentist. Yeah, I don't even because no, it's Brooke. She's Brooke. Brooke. It's Brooke, right? He's like he's, and he actually alludes to that being like a a Christian name and not a traditional Jewish name. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, um, we I, I noted that the uh, the Asian lady that works at the dentist office is named Karen, and I wrote down that she is the least Karen Karen I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she starts getting suspicious. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> meanwhile, hold on. I gotta go back a second because back at the de- with the detectives, um, somebody says like, or I think it's Detective Sunshine that says, "Why would he want to shoot a dog?" To which not Keith David responds, "Because dentists are capable of anything. Don't you know they have the highest rate of suicide?" I'm not getting the math on this one. I it's didn't. Not- uh, that, that makes yeah. <laughs> this is why Detective Sunshine. It's still Detective Sunshine. I don't understand how. De- yeah, that's you know maybe de- maybe he's not really a detective. Maybe he just won a ride along, and he gets to <laughs> we're going to we're going to call you Detective Sunshine. Would you like that? <laughs> I had Jello today. Oh my god! I could just be like Kevin Hart in that movie. <laughs> oh, oh, they god. gave me a badge. We're awful. Um, <laughs> a little bit. Um, is this, this is the part where the, uh, he gets the, the dental salesman. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 I have no, that, uh, it's, it looks like, it looks like Seth Meyers uncle. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. That was a scene that I was like, why is this in the movie? 
it's so that we can meet the so we can see the office manager say some things like nothing happens in this office without me knowing about and, it. And you also get the moment where like the IRS guy is getting his mouth completely stretched open so oh. he looks like an like an anaconda. And then yeah. then those sales rep is all like, oh oh, it's okay. Every oh. office has a screamer. It would it would have been great if Corbin Burnson this whole time was doing like a John Voight like accent from Anaconda. <laughs> but and she the the office manager is, is she's like shamelessly hitting on this this rep too isn't she i thought at first that was her like husband i was like oh wait they're not together okay <laughs> <laughs> but they they also um meanwhile karen walks in and sees like this dude sees silverman like with his mouth stretched open uh but mm-hmm. she is killed by a needle filled with air which Mm. I'm just gonna like look. I'm not a doctor. I'm not. I'm not anything like that. But I'm pretty sure you wouldn't be able to visually see the bubble of air going up her throat. It it is a cool effect though. It it is <laughs> it is a really neat effect to watch. And yeah. I think I think she I think she plays. Um, I mean, what would that give you? Would they, that would give you an embolism, right? Yeah, it would. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I mean, I think she kind of plays the effect of it kind of off. I mean, it's it's interesting enough where even like. The the flashback, the horror flashbacks that he has of her, she's still like twitching from it. <laughs> I mean, it's, and it's I I argue that she is she's the only one who gets like the only real dignified death in the entire movie. I would agree. I would agree. I yeah. mean, n- definitely not Jessica because you know she gets strangled with the uh, the leftover panties. Yeah, and, and and stuffed in with the nitrous. Stuffed right? Yeah, yeah. Stuffed into the closet. Well, this just leaves our our old pal Braceface there, and she finally she finally gets her appointment, guys, and mm-hmm. and we we wince a little bit, but he takes out the braces, and then suddenly Corbett Burnson gets a little crazy. <laughs> he starts he sees that she had like of course we see his vision, and all he can see is like rotting teeth, the most horrifying rotting teeth we've ever seen. And actually, I think this is the part where Patty came home. Oh wow! Because. She- well, she thought the she thought that uh, he was do, he was doing some of the the butcher dentistry on her. I was like, no, no, he's just taking her her braces off. She's like the final girl, so she's probably going to be okay. I don't think you have too much to worry about with uh, with this poor girl. Yeah, I mean, the character is the right age too, where you're like, I'm pretty sure she'll make it. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's going to have some therapy bills, but oh, very yeah, very much so. <laughs> I mean, his whole delusion was like, oh, your teeth are perfect, just. Perfect. And then immediately he starts saying, but they have the potential to become dirty again. Rotten. Let me just, you know, <laughs> bring out my gun. Open up. Nice and wide. Oh, well, shit. Lo- you're not my wife anymore. <laughs> I love how at this point, like, up to this point, he's been doing, like, like dentist-related torture. And at this point, he's just like, you know what? I'm just going to take my gun out. Right. <laughs> I'm not gonna like uh, although, choke you with gauze down your throat. I'm not gonna stick you with a needle from the from the office. I'm not gonna. Yeah, exactly. I'm just gonna <laughs> point a fucking gun at your skull. And this is actually one, the one where his his uh, attention to detail and uh, quality work as a dentist actually becomes his undoing. Because as she's getting away, she chomps down hard on his arm. Good, strong teeth. Right. 
after she's like kind of like you know pleaded and cried she's like i'll brush three times a day and no candy no candy you can see and he has this like momentary break where he's like shedding a tear down his face and he's like three times a day no candy no candy no candy I, I actually it's at this point that I noted that because Silverman is not dead, he actually come gets up and like helps her a little bit. Oh, oh and they do some fantastic prosthetic yeah. work well, for the uh the makeup on this. And and here's the thing, I just realized at this point that Braceface's name in the movie is Sarah. So of course Silverman would help a character named Sarah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I never put that together. That's awesome. It's like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> At one point during this whole thing where he's trying to work, uh, you know, the dentist is trying to find Sarah um, and Silverman says, come with me if you want to live. Um, <laughs> we get- oh, my God. Recast the Terminator. Put Earl <laughs> Bowen as the Terminator. <laughs> Uh, as Corbin Burns is walking down the hallway, we this one one of the first times we get a full shot of um of of his like his whole outfit and everything. And really, the biggest crime in this movie are those fucking shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Just the worst shoes. Doesn't she also run into like uh, dead not Andy McDowell in the closet too? While she's yes, hiding? because she, she she's hides, trying to hide. Yeah, yeah, she hides from. Her. And at one point, he also says, open wide, let me in. And I said, gross. <laughs> I love when he, you know, he's so calm when he finds her in the room before they let, you know, Braceface back out. And he was, she was like, he's like, Sarah, why didn't you come when I called you? <laughs> <laughs> the worst part about that is that she ran into the, she runs into the opera room. Oh, and yeah. there's very clearly a lock on that door. She throws over a column to block the door, and I was like, why didn't you just turn the lock that's on the knob? She's a panicked young teenager. She just got her braces off. All she's thinking is surviving and getting to her party that she has already had to postpone. Yeah. There, that's, that's fair. There are that's priorities fair. here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> her story is riveting. <laughs> um. It's a, the, the detectives show up at this point, but the dentist has fleed, and they're like, "Where could he go?" Fled. He's fled. What? Well, fled. He's sorry, fled. he's fled. fled. And they're like, "Where could he go?" And it's at this point, Sarah tells the receptionist to shut up for some reason. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, because she's talking about how could he have done this? Such a good man, good dentist. <laughs> Fine husband. And she's like, he's a, a great lo- teacher. He's a lunatic, you fucking that's, psycho. That's, yeah, that's where, she, that's where Sarah loses it. It's like, would you shut the fuck up? <laughs> he's a lunatic. But the dentist ends up at his um, at, dentist at the school. dental school, which is, conveniently is right above the opera house. Oh, darn it. I, uh, yeah, I was going to say that uh, this could have dovetailed quite nicely um, into a sequel. Uh, that uh, making uh, uh, an appearance in the movie Clerks, <laughs> Dental School. <laughs> but he goes in. And Man, like, that's the movie I wanted to rent. <laughs> oh right, shit. <laughs> <sighs> Navy Seals. <laughs> yeah, that movie with that guy came out last year. He was in that thing. <laughs> But he goes into this class and he's immediately like, everyone pull every tooth out. Start extracting. He's still going crazy because he's still like hallucinating and having that like slightly psychotic power trip. He's like, oh, we got some 
you know, pulsing, pulsating gums, mm, possible infection, I would recommend lancings and letting them drain. Oh, I want a second opinion. My second opinion is extraction. <laughs> Extract them all. <laughs> to pull all the teeth. Every you know last one. <laughs> you know you know what you got to do now, laddie? Burn the house down. <laughs> burn, burn, burn them all. See, this... He's undone by opera, isn't he? What's that? Yeah, he, he's kind of like distracted by the opera music. Yeah. 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 He, he's undone by opera, which is the worst takedown ever. And then uh, we apparently get the, the final scenes, which were possibly directed by David Lynch. Oh, my God. And I think, so, so when you say he's undone by opera, of course, we mean he goes into the opera house, he sees a girl singing, he imagines it's his wife with all her teeth ripped out. That mm-hmm. eventually, yeah, that gets him thrown in the loony bin. And, um, yeah, it, it's like, it's like at this point, the movie is like, mm, we're so clever. We're not your average slasher. It's like, no, you are. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, movie. You didn't earn this fucking turn at the end <laughs> the the turn at the end and i'm thinking like who's who's trying to make like a really cheap you know mouth uh into the mouth of madness like what? you're not gonna make this work for yourself yeah no i i got vibes <laughs> of like i thought of like clockwork orange in brazil uh-huh i'm like this is not yeah. either of those movies so know your role the dentist <laughs> know your role <laughs> Know your role and shut your hole. That's right. Know your role and fill those holes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because what happens? He's basically he's in the asylum and then he's being operated on and he looks and it's like he thinks it's like the his wife again with all her teeth missing. That's the dentist that's working on him. And then, well, I, I mean, it, it might actually be because she was alive at the end of, at, when they found her in the bedroom. And you know, they do say like, "All right, doc." Time for your weekly visit. It would be weird, though, if, like, I think that would be a weird conflict. That she comes in there and some judge approved that, like, <laughs> it's which like, all right, you means to- it's, it's, it's very creative sentencing, which means that this movie exists in the same universe as American Ninja. <gasps> Canon Films presents The Dentist. I would believe that. Hey, Sam. Because it's, it's Sam Furstenberg. <laughs> I know you're listening. Remake this movie. <laughs> Because it is by like Trimark Entertainment, which was one of those. I guess the best way to describe it is, is one of the, uh, the ones that came after Canon. You know, yeah. the ones that did it right. Uh, there was them, and I think Live Entertainment was one of the other ones. They had a very similar logo actually. Because when this movie started, I was like, "Is it? Is it a live?" movie and it's like no it's not it's trimark but still it's gonna be terrible and it's gonna be great see the thing with live the reason they failed is their business model was just so expensive like it's really hard to make a movie in general to make a movie live and on videotape like every time you watch it right yeah the 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 residuals alone right and i mean none of them age well physically and you know you know in 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 a uh you know a time passage sense no, I mean, by the time they made The Godfather, like, 30 years later, like, De Niro's looking rough, Pacino's falling over. It's never a good idea. <laughs> Brando's dead. Brando's I mean. just straight up dead spell. yeah. <laughs> or you just see him fighting with the director in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I'll like, be in my trailer. I feel like I should wear this bucket on my head. <laughs> Maybe I could have this little monkey man. <laughs> I don't understand why you argue with me. <laughs> don't argue with me 
<laughs> wow, we um we got through this in record time. I just want to say congratulations to everyone. Um, <laughs> we did very well. It's it's it. The, I will say this about the movie: it never dragged for me. No. Yeah. But yeah. although I was almost sick several times watching it, <laughs> it did not drag. It went in a nice steady clip, and it was only about an hour and a half. So is that is that a recommendation from you, Nathan? Oh, this is it's a hundred percent a recommendation for me. Okay. Absolutely. If you're a fan of like horror, especially like body horror and stuff like that, and you want a movie that's gonna kinda challenge you, uh, but not in a Serbian film kind of way. <laughs> I recommend this movie. I don't know what you're talking about. That's a romp. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, Drew, what do you think? I would definitely recommend this movie. At least one watch. I mean, it's it's perfect B-rate horror. It's not exactly slasher. It does have some schlock. It's a good watch. I, I think at least one time. I, um, I'm going to be the outlier here. Uh, didn't care for it <laughs> at all. <laughs> Uh, it's, I don't know, just, yeah, I don't know, just, it just, I had a hard time with this, and I think what made it worse for me is that the movie thought it was, like, brilliant. I think that's what made it worse. I didn't get that at all. Oh, man, any time they cut to, like, his weird visions of, like, the fucking Dutch angles and, like, the filters and stuff, and then especially... That's how you know he's insane. But especially the ending. I'm like, come the fuck on. You're the dentist. (laughs) The ending ending was weird. I don't think that this movie is, like, brilliant in any way, shape, or form. I do think it is a fun example of B-rate horror. The ending is weird for me. But I think it also kind of goes into the psychosis of the man himself because it's it's more like the idea, like, is this real? Is he imagining all of this? Is he, you know, secretly sitting in a room, like, hooked up to a nitrous tank that they have to, like, change out every day so he can just feel good? So what you're, you're, you're positing a, an American psycho-type situation where did any <laughs> of this really happen? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not saying that, like, none of it happened. I'm saying that, like, maybe at the end... Like his own torture, it might be like in his mind. Okay, but I do also like the idea that his wife comes in and has an agree- once a week, once a week, and has an agreement to slowly and surely one by one take out all thirty-two teeth <laughs> as like a punishment. I um, I can't believe we referenced American Psycho during this fucking movie, but I guess American and American Ninja. I, I guess American Psycho Two is apt, so we'll take it. Starring William Shatner and Mila Kunis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> terrifying. Um, <laughs> but I think, uh, I think, yeah. At this point, we're gonna take a brief break, and we will be right back. What were they thinking? What were they thinking? Is brought to you by Hostgator. Hostgator is a leading provider of shared reseller VPS and dedicated hosting solutions. Award-winning support is available 24/7, 365 days a year via phone, email, and live chat. Discover why over 9 million websites trust Hostgator. Use the coupon code SCHLUCK for 25% off your first purchase. That's SCHLUCK, S C H L O C K for 25% off your first purchase. Oh, man, I've been stuck on this dungeon for, like, uh, two weeks now. I wish I knew how to get past this stuff. Oh, there, little youngster. I think I can help you out. Whoa, Jimmy Stewart. Well, that's right. 
Mr. Stewart, I've been stuck on this dungeon for two weeks now. Do you know where I could get some help with it? Well, listen, if Jimmy Stewart knows one thing, it's video gaming. You were Nintendo World Champ three years straight. That's right. You know how I did that? How? Well, for the good folks at GameItAll.com. Wow, they sound keen, Mr. Stewart. It's your one-stop shop for all nerdy talk. Do they know about up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B-A, B-A, start? I think I just had a stroke. That's GameItAll.com, giving Jimmy Stewart a stroke since 2020. What were they thinking? And we're back. Yes, we are back. Oh, Drew, welcome to the PBS uh, studios. NPR, NPR. NPR. Thank you. Well, Thank you we so share, much. We share their office, so... And it's it's the same ethos. Yes, mm-hmm. that's we good. live by sponsors. That's good. <sighs> so, Nathan, it's what is the time for now? Well, uh, as you can tell by uh, the timbre in our voices and the uh, constant uh, pauses and uh, mouth noises, uh, that we are now entered the section of the low haiku of today's podcast. And now the low haiku, Brendan, would you be so kind as to describe what the low haiku is? Oh, I would love to describe what the low haiku is. The low haiku is 17 beautiful little syllables coming out of our mouth, uh, not going into our mouth like a dentist drill, uh, but coming out of our mouth to describe the film that we just uh, broke down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, 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 Drew, as our guest, would you like to start us off? Oh, sure. I'd, I'd, I'd love to. Okay. 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 Psycho fixes teeth. He's an anaconda now. Ruffalo's a creep. Very good. Very good. Quiet. Quiet. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh. Um, Nathan, go ahead. Okay. This is true horror. I think I'm going to be sick. Hashtag dog murder. Mm. Mm. <sighs> okay. So just as a, uh, as a uh, uh, note before I begin, uh, when I say Stuart, I am referring to co-writer Stuart Gordon. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Movie thinks it's smart. Stewart should have directed all the Dutch angles. When you're a jet, you're a jet all the way. Sorry. <laughs> Cobras! Jets! <laughs> okay, you're reminding me of another SNL sketch where Norm MacDonald questions why they keep breaking into song on the set of West Side Story. Shouldn't we just go rumble with the- <laughs> <laughs> Well, Nathan, Drew, yeah. we talked about this movie. What do we always say? Well, we always say... Don't take a word for us! Um, we have a little bit of a disparity, but I mean, still pretty negative on both ends here. Um, there's only about seven or eight critics reviews, I think, but we're at a 0% uh, mm-hmm. for critics and a 29% for audience. So it's not like either one uh, is a shining beacon here. 
some of those critic yeah. reviews are not even they don't even have quotes like two yeah, of them quote not available three, three yeah. literally say quote not available so it's actually like four <laughs> so we can get through all these we can well, this is one of the rare chances we get a chance to get through all the critic reviews before we get to the audience well um uh this is i guess this sums it up for me uh ken hankey of the mountain express oh friend of the podcast we're pretty sure yep <laughs> yeah I, I tweet him all the time uh, we should absolutely reach out to him. If we can get him as a guest, that would be phenomenal. If he's from the Mountain Express, can we get him for like Vertical Limit or something? <laughs> <laughs> see, he'll just write you back. Don't be so damned literal, asshat. Uh, Ken simply says, bad horror flick, period. Okay. Uh, well, I, I disagree, but uh, Scott Weinberg wrote, uh, he's of efilmcritic.com, by the by, mm-hmm. wrote, Icky Slasher featuring some horrifying dental techniques. It's like, what do you want? It's a horror movie about a dentist. What did you, what were you expecting? <laughs> Two out of five? I mean, that's just part of his review. It's probably not saying why he didn't like it. Uh, well, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Alex Sundell said, Painful to watch in more ways than one. Two there out of five. See? From uh, Ju- Juicy Cerebellum is what uh, mm, he writes for. Delicious. <laughs> um, the only other one I see here is from Douglas Pratt of DVD Laser. Which <laughs> is a great website name. Uh, he says, there are lots of gory in it the doesn't, mouth. It, it, it will never age poorly either. No, never. Um, DVDs are here to stay. There are lots and so are lasers. <laughs> Laser cats. So many SNL <laughs> references. There are lots of gory in the mouth close-ups showing teeth being destroyed, needles being jammed in the into the gums, and other graphic indignities. I these that and uh, Scott both described why these movies. This movie is a is a good gross-out horror movie, and they gave it a. I don't get it. I don't. I don't think they understood. I mean, uh, what they were getting into. I, I. I mean, maybe Rotten Tomatoes is not using the best poll quote. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, there's there's good things to take away from this. There's good things to even Wrong. acknowledge. No, nope. but they're acknowledging the horror that is in the film. They're acknowledging the cringe factor that is there, and they're they're saying that it is a bad thing for it. When in reality, it's what works with it. Yeah. That's what they're going for. I, I agree in theory with you, even though I don't think anything works. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I agree with what you're saying, the concept of what you're saying. This is the most political answer ever. Um, <laughs> so let's get into the audience reviews, guys. That's what yep. that's what we're here for. Um Matthew B gives this film two stars, but he does have a positive thing to say. He says, Mark Ruffalo, bravest performance yet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Uh, Well, uh, Carrie S., uh, she she, or she, it's it's Carrie, so it could be either. Five stars. I've seen bad horror films, and this does not warrant the reputation it gets. Very underrated. Uh, Jack G. stars. One out of five stars. Sir, you may be a brilliant dentist, but you're a god-awful murderer. It is stupefying in how bad it is. And yet you do. And yet I cringe when they show the close-up of the teeth being mutilated and extracted. It's a thing with body horror that does get to me. 
<laughs> Listen, I'm here for the one out of five, but that review was strange. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, Paul B says uh, a wonderfully shot and stylized. Paul Blart. <laughs> yep, Malcolm. Yep, Paul Blart. <laughs> <laughs> a wonderfully shot and stylized mid '90s horror about a dentist descending into madness as everything around him becomes a little too dirty. Some great gore scenes help the average story, but what carries this is a magnificent performance in the lead role by Corbin Burnson, who was given free range to ratchet up his free fall. Three and a half stars. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, Jorge G. Uh, gave it three stars. Uh, yeah, possibly. Um, he gave it three stars, and it's a pretty concise uh, review here. El Dentista. Que Clasico. <laughs> <laughs> Glowing review. Uh, Vanessa L. said, What an anniversary present plagued with cavities for the poor wife. <laughs> Loved it. Three and a half out of five. I, oh, I, 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 she had to see it on her anniversary. I was like, Jesus, are these people know Stephen Izzy? I, uh, I had, I Sweetheart, had... it's our first date. Let's watch Cannibal the Musical. <laughs> Highly recommend, though. Um, Daniel A. gives this four stars. He says, highly entertaining slab of schlock cinema packed with narm charm. Not sure what that is. Also, keep in mind something we discussed earlier. Uh, just keep that in your brains. Okay. Yeah. And an entertainingly deranged villain protagonist, almost as much of a victim as those he victimizes. I actually wanted the bastard to get away with it, adept as he was at covering his arse. Until the end, that is. Oh, and the high school patient? Short skirt, thigh-high socks, brace face, is fetish fuel personified. Four stars. First of all, it was a skort. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we established the age of that character because I just wanted to point out how gross Daniel is. They never say how old she is, but I'm saying, on average, you, they're usually you're usually getting your braces off about you know 16 or 17. But I I knew I know a lady at work who had braces uh, when she was in her 30s. But that, so. that girl that girl is not in her 30s. No, she's not. No. But I mean, <laughs> and the fact that her mom is picking her up at the dentist is a bit of a is, is a bit of a telling. Thing. Yeah. Uh, John A, uh, which I assume is John Aston, uh, the famous Gomez Adams, I hope or so. buddy from mm. from Night Court. My daughter, my daughter Heather, really liked this. Oh wait, that's just in a movie. <laughs> average horror flick where this time it's the dentist that's a psychopath directed by brian yuzuna and starring corbin Burnson, the dentist takes the fear of going to the dentist and turns it into a violent reality a good script and some good acting but nothing special turns out two stars <laughs> he's like freddy was better <laughs> <laughs> Oh, let's see. Uh, Al G says that the Al dentist Jolson? Al Jorgensen. Yes, oh. Al Al Jorgensen. Uh, the dentist and its sequel are two of my favorite low budget movies. The tongue and cheek humor, pun intended. The tooth violence and Corbin's weird cheesy performances just did the trick for me. Four out of five stars. All right. Well, I've got one more here. Um, it's a three star review from Shelly I. She says. Corbin Burnson makes fun of himself. Dot 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 funny. Dot 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 
dot, 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 dot. And more realistic than people think, dentists are very disturbed doctors. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen Colbert's impression of Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> dot, 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 dot. Funny. Real news. <laughs> Any more, guys? I, I got one. I got one, one last one, and it's the only... Uh, 0.5 out of uh, five stars. Oh, shit. Okay. So Mark T says, book me into the dentist. Tell her I want all my teeth taken out and my gums. I'd rather go through that than suffer through this abysmal dross again. Wow. <sighs> and that was written by Brendan W. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since we've differed this strongly. It's been on a while. Since we've had much different opinions. <laughs> So, Drew, I want to thank you for coming. Hey, it is it and is for being always, a friend. It is always a and pleasure. And you uh, travel down the road and back again. <laughs> and you, you know, know it is true. <laughs> I was gonna say anytime talent a confidant. Anytime I can come on here and not do Cool World, I am I am all for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Drew, I just lost the file. We need you to re-record something. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy i so i've really been kind of like looking at getting into like uh vinyl records and i saw the cool world soundtrack on vinyl Oof. i was very close to buying it just because <laughs> wonder if it's as much of a mess as that movie i don't know but i'm very tempted to do it oh. just just for the you know the hell of just it. for the lols yep um Nathan, your uh, your old pal Montrose Monkington, Monkington, does he would he like to step in for a moment? Sure. <clears throat> Hello, it's good friend Montrose Monkington the third here. Uh, so pleased uh, to be talking about something that doesn't affect me at all. Uh, as a British chimp puppet, I have no teeth, uh, so don't really uh, see what all the fuss is about. Um, Drew, it is nice to see you. Yes. Um, b- but I must get to my, uh, my, my shilling, as it were. See, a shilling, because I'm, I'm British. <laughs> you see what I did there? Oh, uh, if you'd like more quips like that, uh, do tune into my YouTube channel, Montrose Monkington TV, uh, where I discuss, uh, usually the wrestling and whatnot, but sometimes, uh, we, we throw up some, some fun jokes and some monkey shines. Um, also, uh, you can see me at, uh, over on Facebook and be friends with me, uh, the Facebook group Montrose Minkington III Esquire and Friends. And then, and finally, if you do want to send me a, a quick missive, uh, 250 characters or less, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Montrose Third. that's the number 3RD. Thank you. More later. Thank you, Montrose. It was your pleasure, I'm sure. Indeed. And Drew, uh, I should also, uh, I forgot to mention this when I was thanking you, but Drew, you have a wonderful podcast. Where can people find you? Oh, gosh. Well, you know what? If anyone just wants to search up The Real Feels Podcast, that's R-E-E-L, like a film reel, because who doesn't love a good wordplay? Uh, you can find us really on any podcatcher out there every other Wednesday where myself and my two other co-hosts are uh, discussing a movie of a different genre uh, every Two weeks. Awesome. And you host this podcast with Nathan, right? Yes, I, I do host the podcast with Nathan. Yes, there is, there yeah. is a Nathan. So, so Nathan, don't criticize me for having a second podcast anymore. 
I, I certainly will, you podcast whore, because uh, I actually just got done uh, tonight uh, this, telling my youngest one uh, that I feel that uh, Brendan, uh, is, uh, it, it is a blessing that he takes this considerably more serious than I do uh, with all the editing and, and the, the legwork he does for uh, what were they thinking. Uh, not only does he do this, he's also uh, with his for screening country, and he's also a podcast whore because he's constantly on other people's podcasts as a guest I host. I do spread my pro- my podcast legs. You do. You certainly do. <laughs> it's okay. I, I learned. I learned from him. I do the same. <laughs> oh, I just. I wish I had the time. I do not. <laughs> Well, anytime we can both get on, I it's 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 an event. So yeah, it's it, it, it's a happening. happening. If yes. You will. What? No. Mm. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess uh, we're in the midst of listeners' choice month, so there's no point in beating around the bush and, and giving a little hint or anything. We'll just announce that next week we'll be talking about the early '90s classic, Cool as Ice. Mm-hmm. Starring Ice T. I wish. Oh. <laughs> uh, so it's yeah, not breaking two electric boogaloo. He no. was legitimately in that movie. Oh shit! There we go. Coming soon. Oh, I yeah, woof. <laughs> I'll talk about that all day and night. Cool as ice next week. So make sure to check that out, and uh, we will just uh, say also. Oh, I shouldn't have finished this drink. <laughs> We will just say also that you can find us on all the podcatchers. Obviously, you know we're on podcatchers because you're listening to us right now. But you can find us on any one of them. Just search for What Were They Thinking? Uh, Our home base is, of course, www.ttpodcast.podbean.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at www.ttpodcast. You can search for us on Facebook. We're also on Patreon at patreon.com slash www.ttpodcast. Still doing that thing right now where if you do sign up, uh, you will get a movie pick regardless of the tier that you sign up for. Just a little something we're trying to give back. So make sure to take advantage of that. I think we've gotten almost everyone's picks at this point. But uh, if you uh, if you're if you're new, go ahead, sign up. We'll do it. I don't know till the end of the summer. Who knows? Nothing's concrete here. Um, <laughs> I think that about wraps it up. So again, I just want to thank Drew for stopping by to talk about the dentist. The dentiste? Eh, que clásico. Yes. No. C'est magnifique. No. As Jorge said. No, terrible movie. Um, but I do have uh, I do have a few questions for you, uh, Nathan. Okay. So, I mean, in a movie, mm-hmm. with Corbin Burnson as uh, a killer dentist. Right. I j- really, I just have one question because it was eating away at me. It was chomping away at me. The mm-hmm. uh, the did whole time. You, did you brush three times? Did you brush afterwards and floss? That's very I, important, Brendan. I did. Okay, but it was just it was just bothering me the whole time, and I I, I just need to ask this. Um, okay. We we talked about how this was going to be a thing that came up a lot, but Nathan, Drew, we just spent like the better part of an hour and a half talking about the dentist, and how did we not reference Little Shop of Horrors? What were we thinking? When I was younger, just a bad little kid, my mama noticed funny things I did. Like shooting puppies with a BB gun. I'd poison guppies, and when I was done, I'd find a pussycat bashing its head. That's when my mama said, 